No longer an apartment 125, but it is surely unfiltered. Welcome back to 125 Unfiltered. Going to be recapping UNC's 81-64 win over Notre Dame, improving to 11-5 on the season, making it two straight wins after a tough loss to Pitt. So the heels are trending upwards, uh, and unfortunately for the Notre Dame fighting Irish, they are now 0-5 in ACC play, 8-8. Eight eight. Going to be breaking down uh, pretty much everything to talk about. Uh, a very good game overall, a fun one. I will say this, it was my first time being in the front of the risers uh, in the Dean Dome, and man, was it in a in just an electric experience. Uh, my voice is a little, little shot because I was yelling a lot, cheering a lot, because I really feel like when you're sitting anywhere else in the Dean Dome, especially for me, I'm there to watch the game. I'm there to watch good basketball, kind of break it down uh, from my analytical standpoint, as I, I am very analytical as a, as a person and a sports fan. But when, when you're in the risers, it's just a whole different experience. It's it's about making noise. It's about being a fan. And that's really your primary like role, I guess. Like We have a role it, as students in the risers almost to to rattle the other team and give our team that energy like the sixth man to um you know push them to a victory and it, it's it was really cool to be a part of it um and gosh we had there are a lot of fun moments I uh, was actually camping out with a few friends gates opened at 10 got there at like nine o'clock a little before nine um sitting out there in the cold um if you guys are listening to this you know you're the real ones um but let's uh, less about me. Let's start getting to the game. But I did want to briefly introduce uh, th- this episode by talking about the riser experience. Because if you're a student and you've never done it, try it one time. It's so much fun. It's an electric environment. So yeah. But UNC wins 81-64. Armando Baycott leading the way with 21 points, 9 of 17 from the field, 13 rebounds, 4 assists. I mean... Armando Baycott, clearly one of the best players in the ACC. This was a fantastic matchup for him because Notre Dame does not really have a big man that can battle with Baycott down down low. Nate Lashevsky uh, is pretty much like a stretch four, but he was their starting center. They played four guards uh, with J.J. Starling, Hammond, Cormac Ryan, Dane Goodwin. Um, And this Notre Dame team is pretty much the same team from last year, just swap out Blake Wesley, put in JJ Starling. You pretty much got the same guys. Trey Wirtz was there, um, played 25 minutes off the bench. But this Notre Dame team beat us last year. They were second in the ACC, made the tournament, won a tournament game um, in in the first four round uh, play-in game. Uh, so this is a team, although they came in struggling eight and seven, uh, certainly a team that could have gave UNC some trouble with how successful they've been in the past. Even this just two years ago, uh, Leshevsky had like seven three-pointers or something like that against us, and it took a, a game-winning shot by, I think it was Leaky Black or Andrew Playtech to, to beat him. So these, these players have had our number. Uh, but I think UNC responded super well, and it all started with Baycott down low. Uh, they're trying to double him. Uh, Baycott had really good passing vision, as seen by his four assists. Uh, finding guys open for three-pointers. We shot 8 of 19 on the day, a huge uh, part of the team's success. Caleb Love, a nice bounce-back game. 18 points, 6 of 16 from the field. Made 50% of his threes. Only had one turnover, huge for Caleb. RJ Davis contributed 13 points. 
Puff Johnson off the bench. Fantastic game. 22 minutes, uh, 11 points, 4 5 from the field, including a poster dunk on Cormac Ryan, leading to a little skirmish. Cormac Ryan kind of kicks Puff Johnson. Caleb Love gets in his face saying, don't do that. Cormac Ryan actually got a flagrant two. And th- this dunk was right in front of me. I was on the right side of the risers, so, and, and, but kind of close to the basket. So this was right in front of my face. And you could you could see a little kick from Ryan. And uh, in college basketball, something like that can be enough uh, to get you tossed. But Puff Johnson was phenomenal. Hit his open shots. Uh, really got after it on the boards, too. You can see out-rebounding the Fighting Irish, 45 to 32 so that's um that's that's kind of the general gist of this game let's get into my key takeaways first off my biggest takeaway Hubert Davis has a bench now 22 bench points not only did Puff Johnson have a great game I thought DeMarco Dunn played really well as well seven points in 16 minutes off the bench got a pretty solid offensive rebound to get his first layup and then hit an open three-pointer um I thought Jalen Washington did pretty well when he was in three rebounds, two points. I know it's very minimal, but for a team that has struggled to get any bench production on either side of the floor in the past year and a half with this core group, getting any anything from, from your bench for Hubert Davis is huge. And not only that, Seth Trimble was inserted into the starting lineup today for Pete Nance. Pete Nance did not play with lower back soreness. Seth Trimble only had three points, still a huge piece of success for UNC. Four assists, two blocks. I mean, he was all over the place defensively, giving, uh, putting J.J. Starling in a box, pretty much. Just a highly touted guy, uh, five-star recruit coming in, held in the 4 of 10 shooting for 10 points only. So Seth Trimble, already one of the best perimeter defenders in the ACC. And knowing that Hubert Davis as a freshman, can throw him in a starting lineup and say, go lock down the other team's best guard. It's incredible that Seth Trimble is already this good, and the offense is going to become more polished. He's going to get more involved and get more confident with his shot on that side of the floor. Only one of four from the free throw line, which was a little bit of a concern early on, but we all love Seth Trimble. I love how hard he plays, and again, his defensive tenacity is always going to earn him minutes. Remember what I said last episode, if you were listening? Seth Trimble should get 20-plus minutes every single game from here on out. So that's the thing. Whenever Nance comes back, you got Seth Trimble, you got Puff, you got DeMarco Dunn, you got Jalen Washington, you got four guys, and I think Washington's the the key one as well because you need some front court uh, re- reinforcements if you got some foul trouble issues. But you got four guys off the bench who have shown in doses and little flashes that they can be a part of winning for Carolina. And it doesn't need to be an iron five like it was last year. Um, and I think this is a huge game to kind of prove that. So hopefully Hubert Davis plays these guys, plays these guys more, gets them more playing time, more experience in conference play. It only helps. Uh, to get them the time early on right now in January. So when it comes March time, you need someone to step up. They can hit a big shot for you. Happened last year. Luckily, Dontrez Styles in that Baylor game, Puff in the Kansas game. You want your bench guys ready because it's always a next man up mentality. Uh, going to my second key point, Caleb Love. He's back to his normal self. Why though? What changed? Shot selection. That's really all it is. Now you can look at his statue and say, oh, he only shot 6 of 16. 
I was watching Caleb. Uh, I was really watching him for a good part of the game, keying in on him because he's a polarizing player. Why does he do well? Why does he always have these ups and downs in the season? But it's shot selection. It's that simple. He took one bad shot, and it was kind of like a one-legged like floater fadeaway because he had a little bit of a heat check. But Caleb of 13 points in the in the first half, he was aggressive. He took smart shots. He took care of the basketball. Uh, he played very good defense, I thought. Made some pretty solid passes, not only just for assists, but just to get the offense going. This version of Caleb Love is phenomenal. I don't care that he shot 16 shots. I don't care about the percentage. It's what shots he's taking at what points in the game with how well he is playing in that moment. And yeah, with how he was shooting in the first half, with how he started off, he can take a couple shots because he's one of the most dangerous guys in college basketball when he's on. And clearly Notre Dame did not have an answer for him, especially in the first half. But when Caleb Love gets downhill, when he gets open looks because he's moving the basketball and he's not just making an ISO game, it's the best version of Caleb Love. So happy to see him get back to success. Um, and then the last key takeaway, it goes back to Armando Baycott. Yes, he's the best player on this team, but man, he is in full form. Five straight games with 20 plus points. He's a matchup nightmare. He's so strong down low. He's really worked on his post game and his post moves. I think he's a one-man wrecking crew. He dominated Nate Lashevsky all game long. And even uh, number 13 for Notre Dame Campbell, we had a fun time heckling him in the crowd. Eight minutes, five fouls. Completely just removed him from the game. It's impressive. Um, good luck to whoever faces him the rest of the season. He has nine double-doubles. That leads the ACC. Again, 20 points in the last five games. He has been rolling as of recently. And when we get the ball to him down low, he's actually improved a lot as a passer. Where We're getting inside-out threes. He's getting offensive boards. He's taking guys down low in the post. He is he's being assertive. This version of Armando is scary. Like, this is your national player of the year candidate. Like, this is a guy who can be talked about as one of the best players in college basketball. And we're seeing guys like Oscar Shibway having a pretty tough season because they just can't keep the momentum going from last year. The early struggles are getting to them. Not Armando Baycott. He stayed with it. He stayed committed. And he's playing some of the best basketball of his career at Carolina because he is leading the offense. Um, not only just with scoring, but with how we're supposed to play. The selflessness and the, the Roy Williams philosophy of just starting down low. Get the ball inside, the offense will open up. Because obviously it's a guard-oriented game, it's become that. But having one of the best big men in basketball, you got to use him. And uh, we certainly have the past uh, in, in the recent stretch. So, um, And he's having fun out there. These guys are having a great time. Um, and even though Notre Dame made this made this a game a little bit down down in the end, uh, they cut it to seven with the Cormac Ryan three. Uh, but then the Puff, the, the, the turning point in this game was the Puff Johnson dunk. Again, how cool is that? Like when Caleb Love dunked on the other side, um, in the first half, very cool dunk. We got hype, but when it happens right in front of your face and especially puff, like we ain't seen him get up like that before. 
um, that was that was really cool, and I'll never forget that again. Such such a fun environment in the Dean Dome, especially when you're there with your friends and everything. I, I can't lie, it's uh, it was pretty surreal. Um, but I've actually seen this Notre Dame team play over the years, and and I'm surprised that they're not better. I with a team like Wake Forest, I don't know them that much. I can't really break down them, but to to guess, look at the other side uh, of the spectrum here. Um. I don't really understand why they're not good this year. I mean, Goodwin and Ryan are very good shooters. Same with Trey Wirtz, um, but they only shot 7 of 18 for, as a team. Um, I, I thought J.J. Starling was relatively unimpressive for a five-star recruit. Um, I saw his highlights versus Boston College, and he was he was being aggressive looking to get shots. I don't know if it was just Seth Trimble on him, just really taking him out of his comfort zone, but he only took 10 shots, and... He was not really doing much, not really involved in the game plan. Only Lashevsky was doing consistent damage. Hammond hit a couple threes early on, but it was relatively a non-factor after those two shots he hit. Same with Cormac Ryan. He had two threes within a couple minute span, but did nothing outside of that. He only thought shot three of 12 until he got ejected. And then Dane Goodwin hit a couple shots here and there, but um, very surprised at this Notre Dame team. Um... Is, is not better, and I think it goes to show this fan that fan base really criticized Blake Wesley. I was always a Blake Wesley fan, but man, that guy could go get you a bucket. And as a freshman, he he wasn't scared, and uh, I I definitely felt like there was a fall off from Wesley to JJ Starling. And not to say JJ Starling's a bad player, I just wish I saw more because when a five star comes into town, I want to see him play well. I want I want to see him get buckets. That's why we're attracted to players like that. Because we want to see them, we want to see why they're that highly ranked. Maybe it's the team, maybe it's just an off game for him, who knows. But overall, uh, a huge win for the Tar Heels. And my voice is slowly going out, so I'm going to wrap, wrap this up. Uh, we play Virginia on Tuesday in Charlottesville. That's going to be a huge matchup. Um, I think it's, it's another test for a UNC team that, that's had an up and down season. And if we want to... Um, have a good seeding for the ACC tournament. Virginia is a team you have to beat. We've already lost two two games to Virginia Tech and Pitt. We don't want to go three and three. Um, and then Notre Dame, obviously, still looking for their first conference win. That's gonna do it today for 125 and filtered again after this week of NFL. Gonna talk playoffs. Gonna talk New York Giants. Uh, and then in the meantime, I'm gonna try and get my voice back. But I'm actually recording this at midnight pretty much so this is going to come out on sunday morning um but yeah thank you so much for listening and i'll speak to you next time